Welcome to the Future Church Podcast, powered by Exponential, a podcast about innovative and emerging ideas in the North American church. With the need for the gospel in our generation, we must not look for a silver bullet approach. We believe there are many expressions to the local church, and we are seeking to discover and highlight new and effective ways that churches can impact our world with the gospel. For more information about Exponential's resources and upcoming events, visit exponential.org. Welcome to another episode of the Future Church Podcast. I am Carrie Williams. I am uh, Exponential Special Director of uh, Special Projects and all kinds of weird things, and so uh, which includes the honor of being part of uh, Exponential Ventures, where we have identified and continue to identify future church projects that could help mold and shape the future of the church. And and these are projects that are innovative and a little different, and really sometimes a lot different and outside of the box like today's uh, project that we get to dig into. And so today I have with me Daniel Heron, and we are going to be talking about um, Roblox. And I'm going to let him explain to you what in the world that is and uh, what the Robloxian Christians are. And so um, this episode is is super fun and we'll get your creative juices flowing and kind of give you a wow factor of, oh, those kind of things are happening in the world. And I am excited to dig into it today with you. Uh, Daniel, welcome to the podcast. Well, hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. So, Daniel, let's start with Roblox. What What is it for the people around the world who have no idea what that is? Well, basically, well, first I'd say if if you have kids, they probably know what Roblox is. Um, Roblox is an online uh, sort of open world um, video game platform where everything on the platform is user created. Um, right now it's immensely popular with um, middle school, high school kids um, from across the world. Um, it, it Users can uh, learn to code and use the Roblox code language to um, use the Roblox tools to create games for other players to play. Um, you can create um, like social groups that are sort of like Facebook groups, but for kids. Um, you can make friends, uh, participate in the uh, Roblox economy. Um, can like create like hats or like clothing for your avatar and sell it, and use the Robux that you earn to like invest in other games. And it's just a whole like. Um, sort of virtual like space that um, a lot of people, a lot of young people are spending a lot of their time on um, and making friends and playing games. So, so would you say that it's that it's kind of just a like a digital world that exists that a lot of people enter into um, on a daily basis, right? Yes, I, I'd say so. I think that um, it's different than like the typical video games that you think of, like, uh, I don't know, Grand Theft Auto or Minecraft or um, any of those big name games. It's different than that because Roblox is a site that powers users to create the content and create the the virtual spaces. Um, And it's all about social interaction and um, the the user to user relationships um, that are formed. Um, on the platform. That, that's really what it's all about on Roblox. 
Sounds fascinating. And you said the average user is middle school, high school kind of age range, right? Well, you know, I would say that maybe I think that it's over the last few years, as it's become more popular, the age has sort of gone lower a little bit. So maybe even like elementary school kids, but definitely like probably uh, 10 to, to 20 is the, it's the main range for, you know, who's on the platform. It's really cool. So cool. Um, all right. So let's talk about how the Robluxian Christians started and, and, and why we're talking about this on a, you know, a church multiplying podcast, because, uh, you know, people who are listening are probably thinking, what in the world, why are we discussing, uh, you know, this gaming platform, uh, you know, on a on a church planting podcast. And so talk to me about your experience that brought you into this place where you began to build an online platform, basically community or church. Well, the story of this, we're going to have to go way back um, to a time where the first of all, the idea of online church didn't exist. Well, not in its current form. Um, and Roblox, you know, it really wasn't quite the platform that it is today. Um, so I, I first joined Roblox back in 2011 um, when I was a sixth grader. Um, and I would just play Roblox, you know, after school, uh, probably more than my parents wanted me to. But um, I would just I get home from school after my homework was done um, and just log on and start um, playing games. And um, it was really, really fun. And I love the platform, um, but being myself and caring about my faith and being a, a like a Christian who is on fire for Jesus in middle school, um, and from a line in my family, I, uh, it's a tradition to go into ministry and um, a line of Presbyterian pastors. So I really just wanted a space where I could talk about God, um, and you know be with other Christians in community on this like gaming platform, because for real, I was spending a lot of time in this space. Um, so way back when this is like 10 years ago, um, I was looking for a space, right? And there wasn't really a place where Christians could gather. Um, there were, there were groups that were like Christian fan clubs, um, but they weren't really, uh, you know, they weren't, um, they, they didn't have like the, the aspects of like being able to interact with each other and like participate and live out the, live out your faith. It was more just like, join this to put on your profile. I'm a Christian. Um, and so I didn't really like that that much. So, um, I decided that I was going to create my own group on Roblox. Um, so I asked my parents for a premium membership for Christmas. It was like $10. They're probably like, oh, sweet. We can get him a really cheap Christmas gift. <laughs> um, but it was all I wanted. So I got this I got this for Christmas. And then the very next day, I created a group. And I called it the Robloxian Christians. Um, Robloxian, because at the time, I thought that someone that was a member of the Roblox community and played Roblox should be called a Robloxian. Um, and then just Christians, because it's a, a Christian community. Um, 
So I created this not really knowing with any real intention what it would be, um, only that I wanted it to be a space where me and my friends could talk about God. Um, so sort of from there, what happened was we would join together, uh, me and a, my, a few of my friends would join in this like terrible looking like game. I mean, I didn't know how to build or code or any of that. And Roblox wasn't quite at the level that it is today. Um, and we would just gather in this awful looking place and use the chat feature um, on Roblox in the game to just talk about God and pray for each other and um, share what was on our hearts. Um, and, you know, for some reason, as we continued to do this, more people started to join and um, started to come and attend these, these events. Um, and sort of over time, it just, it morphed into more of a, like a structured, um, uh, almost like a, a structured church ministry. I, I'm hesitant to say church because at the time it wasn't really, I, I had no intention of it being a church, you know, it was just meant to be a place where we could talk about God and talk about scripture and talk about um, the things that are going on in our lives um, together on Roblox. I mean, I was 12, so it was, it was like, oh, I don't know what I'm doing here. I, I had no intention. Um, but, you know, over time, it just it sort of grew into something that resembled the church. Um, and not necessarily the like the physical church. It wasn't like we built a, a building in Roblox that looked like a church building. Um, I mean, we did do that, but um, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what it really means to be church. Um, and I think that really it comes down to um, people gathering together to um, to worship and to honor God and to talk about faith and just be vulnerable in a space together. Um, and for us, that was that was happening um, online uh, virtually, um, but we would dedicate time to come together and do that. So over time, that sort of grew into something that became more closely resembled. So, well, well, basically what would happen was I kind of built it based off of my Presbyterian church that I was, you know, attending um, and here in Tacoma, Washington. Um, so I, I really think that it was sort of based off of that, but over time it sort of took its own uh, unique, uh, its unique path. Um, so probably I'd say by 2014, 2013, 2014, we really had a pretty unique structure, um, a service structure and a leadership that was um, helping the church operate throughout the week. And we would have multiple church services where um, we would all gather with our little avatars um, and gather in a space and have a structured time of um, prayer. And we would play worship music and like play worship audio tracks and just like broadcast it into the Roblox game. Um, and we would just like in the chat, just, I don't know, just worship. Um, and it was just, it was very, uh, it, it was special because young people were being vulnerable and with 
and it was with their peers. And like we would have a sermon and I would I would preach sometimes. Well, actually regularly I would preach, but it wasn't really preaching. It was more just taking scripture, um, thinking about how does this apply to us? Um, and uh, talking about it and being real. Um, and I, it was remarkable because young people would, um, I mean, I say young people because, you know, looking back, uh, it was, you know, it is all young people that are doing this with their peers. There's not like a, an older person there that's sort of guiding them and, you know, showing them this is what we have to do. It's young people being honest and vulnerable with their peers. And I think that that's what was so beautiful about it. Um, as it grew, it was completely uh, youth-led, and um, that was sort of the the core identity of the church. So yeah, that that's sort of the the backstory, and I think the biggest the biggest thing that has led to our success has just been our commitment to um, continuing to show up. I mean, when we were starting out, there were a lot of times when um, you know, we would we would announce that we were having a, a a time to meet and one or two people would show up. And, you know, that's not the most encouraging, you know, numbers for anyone yeah. that's in the church. You know that if you have two people showing up on a Sunday, you know, <laughs> that's kind of discouraging. Um, but I, I distinctly remember um, that there were times when we would have two people and I would insist that we had to continue. You know, we had to still be there. Um, and have the service in its in its entirety because um, it is just important to be present on on the platform. Yeah. Um, and I think that through that, God God blessed us, um, and we were able to grow from there. Yeah. So fast forward to today, and tell us what does it look like now? Okay. Well, uh, back in. Uh, December of 2020, 2020, um, we celebrated our uh, 10th year on Roblox. Um, now one of the oldest um, and still active online churches in the world. Um, uh, today, our church represents more than 43,000 young people from um, 180 countries around the world. Um, still actively meeting uh, every Sunday and multiple times throughout the week to um, to worship and to uh, talk about God and just um, you know sort of do what we originally planned to what we really originally like started trying to do um, but doing it in a way that is very intentional um, and what what we've been trying to do in the last um, year or so it's been difficult because you know i started this when i was in sixth grade and i'm now um 21 um very young senior year of college still young but not young for roblox anymore <laughs> i feel like i feel like a roblox veteran because i've been there for so long <laughs> um but you know i'm trying to figure out uh, part of this core identity of our church is that it is a youth-led um, ministry and that's sort of integral to who we are and um, how our church is able to minister in the way that it, it does um, and 
so I've been trying to figure out what does this what's the church going to look like without me necessarily leading it. Um, so in this last year, it's been a lot of focus on um, figuring out a, a structure of leadership that allows for the church to continue as young people like cycle in and out because really there aren't aren't our biggest struggle probably is finding the the young leaders that are willing to make the time commitment and the um the emotional commitment to like serve in this way because it is a big responsibility yeah um i i think i would also say that um while we were the first church on Roblox, we are no longer the first church on Roblox. Um, in fact, today there are more than 120 other youth-led um, Christian churches uh, that span the entire political th uh, theology uh, demographic spread of the, of the Christian church. Um, represented on Roblox. And most of them have at some point branched out from from our church from a few a few different times in our history. Um, and I, I think that that's really cool. And part of my role now um, is trying to find ways to support um, all of these churches and um, what they're doing and trying to uh, support them so that they're not having to make the same mistakes that I made over over the course, um, and just trying to make it make their ministry more effective. Yeah. Um, so. so let me ask you this: If I'm a church leader listening to you talk about this, uh, you know, kind of young persons platform where kids from all over the world are, world are engaging. And I'm thinking about the my, the youth within the context of my congregation, and the youth in which we want to reach in our community, uh, in the surrounding communities. How how does something like this play into like the average church's structure or ideas or thoughts? And you know, like what would you say to a church leader who's like, I didn't know this existed, and we probably have kids who are probably on this platform already and um and how would you you know kind of instruct them in helping mobilize missionaries from their own church and their own youth groups and and then also mobilizing those same people to reach the people in their community through this platform through a church like um the robloxing christians or even the robloxing christians yeah i think that this is a really important question um, because, I mean, in the work that I do, uh, people ask me this all the time. What is the, the magic solution to get young people invested, um, to, to bring young people into the church, uh, to how can we support young people? You know, what, what there, there's, there's no one size fit all solution, um, to this answer, to this question. Um, and you know, I think that there are just certain strategies that churches can employ um, that can sort of uh, get at the, the, the issue. Um, the first thing that I would say is just that churches, um, churches have young people that are brilliant. Um, 
young people are are digital natives. They have been on these social platforms that, um, no offense to older folks, but older folks struggle sometimes to use and use um, effectively. Um, so my first thing that I would say is that churches and church leaders should listen to the young people that are in their congregation already. Um, I think that uh, it's no secret that um, that young people are already using these platforms. And that's sort of what's special about our churches, that we are not trying to reach people outside of Roblox. We're not trying to pull people into Roblox to join our church. Right. Um, we are very much like we are on a platform that we are familiar with that um, we when when, we, when I was first starting, I, I started it because I was native to this platform, because I was on this platform already. Um, yeah. It's like Roblox is sort of like my home away from home because I'm so comfortable using it. Um, young people across the world are familiar with platforms already and um, equipping them and listening to them um, to figure out um, how to best use these platforms. And what this means is that if you're a church leader, maybe you should not be saying, oh, there's a lot of young people on here. Our church should create a social media account or a um, we shouldn't necessarily create a satellite branch on Roblox. Instead, I think the thinking is we should empower young people um, and we should uh, listen to them and hear their voices and equip them um, to take this upon their th themselves, to, to go into these spaces where they are already um, spending their time and making friends and talking to people. Um, and we should equip them and empower them and um, uh, just support them as they as they do this and encourage them. I think that all of that um, really can have an impact, a, a much greater impact than um, someone who's not familiar with the platform coming in and trying to artificially um, uh, start something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that I. I love the the idea behind what you're saying of just empowering them um, in whatever context they're called to fulfill their, you know, their course, purpose yeah. on the earth of making Jesus known. And it just so happens that we live in a very, very digital age. And if the pandemic didn't teach us anything um, other than that specifically, then uh, hopefully lesson learned. And we have a whole generation of people who are growing up with phones in front of their faces uh, you know, 24 hours a day. And so um, I love the idea of how do we empower them to, instead of trying to pull them out of what they're already, already accustomed to, already part of their culture, it's in their DNA at this point, right? And so instead of trying to pull them out of that to, you know, play games at youth group, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, uh, you know, where these kids, like you said, there's some really brilliant students that are out there that have amazing ideas of how to reach, you know, the person that's on the other side of the screen or, or their next door neighbor. And I love that you are leaning into the empowerment of, 
of students fulfilling their call no matter what age they are and that they don't necessarily have to fit into a program or church structure or a leadership pipeline, but instead that we can have the liberty to, um, you know, engage them and disciple them and and empower them in such a way that they get to fulfill their call in the context which they are already placed in. Yeah, I, and I, oh, go ahead. Go I would ahead. just I would just add that I think that you're sort of touching on something here that's really special about online ministry. Um, whether it be on Roblox or online church. And I think many churches have learned this during the pandemic, that when you're online, you're reaching a group of people that you otherwise cannot reach, whether it is your geographic boundary or uh, ability or disability or um, internationally. Um, you're just, there's a group of people who is, who's never going to show up in person who either can't or won't or doesn't want to. Um, you're able to tap into that um, online. And I think that's something that's special about our Roblox church is that, I mean, there are there are people on here that have made this place their home, um, their home church, their home community. It's where their friends are at. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, they there is very little chance that I think that they would have attended a um, in-person service. Uh, before COVID or even after COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking about, uh, you know, what the average person who doesn't engage on platforms like this on a daily basis, what they're thinking about, you know, the, the pros and the cons of, you know, but in person relationships happen and, you know, those kind of things. But I think we can all attest to the fact of seeing people express themselves in ways online that they would not in person. I mean, you know, you can read any, you can even read any stream on like Facebook or Instagram of, you know, of any kind of um, differentiating opinions and people will open up about things that they just typically might not in person in a coffee shop or in a, you know, a church pew or it, even sometimes in a small group in person. And so um, what would you say to like the average person who's wondering, like, how do we how does this work when it comes to discipleship and true like communing relationship with other people for those people who like, this is a foreign, a foreign way of doing it. What, what do you say to that? I think that the place I would start. Um, and I think especially before COVID happened, there was a lot of um, skepticism about online relationships and online church and is this really church and are these really relationships and can you really experience the holy spirit online can you really do all of these things um and i know that the pandemic was you know it, it took the veil and just wiped it off for a lot of people and a lot of people experienced um what what you can do with online but um i guess I'll just be really honest here and say for me personally, um, I'm an introvert and I don't love big crowds and I don't love, you know, some of that in-person stuff is a little bit difficult for me. Um, but being online, I'm able to just, um, it's almost like there are, there's a barrier of, um, 
comfort and vulnerability. Uh, well, not vulnerability, but the what's the opposite of vulnerability? Like um, whatever that is, that's like a, a blocker for me. Um, when I'm online, those things are just not even there. It's like I'm able to just enter in fully. And, you know, part of that might be a generational difference. Um, just being that I have like grown up spending tens of thousands of hours on Roblox and on Facebook and on these different platforms. Um, it's where so much of my like social relationships are. Yeah. Um, that I'm just used to it. And it's just like where I'm comfortable doing stuff. Like I would way rather text someone than do a phone call. Um, yeah, I have, I have a 15 year old daughter who <laughs> only FaceTimes. She, she mm -hmm. does not call anyone. She, if she, if she's not texting, the only other thing that she'll do is FaceTime. And I find that fascinating because I'm, you know, I'm a pick up the phone, call you kind of person and she'll FaceTime me. And I'm like, I'm driving. Why are you FaceTiming me? And it's, I, I think these are just kind of the realities of like, it's different. You know, I'm, sure. I'm much older than you. And so it's, it's different for me. And, um, you know, I'm an extrovert by nature, and I would dare to say that something like having an online platform of being able to commune with others and have relationship with others, it slows me down enough to really think about what I'm saying before I say it, right? Before I type something, I'm going to thoroughly think it through. Whereas an extrovert, in some cases, you know, face-to-face -face might not have that filter. And so I see I see the advantages of it. You know, there are, there are so many pros. Um, yeah. I mean, there are also cons to it, like like in anything. Um, and I think one of the biggest, you know, negative things that people had to say, uh, especially before the pandemic, was just that if you allow people to say things with some layer of anonymity, um, that they are going to just abuse that and say bad things and. You know, we see that on Facebook and on Instagram and on Twitter as trolls. You know, we see see trolls. We see trolls on Roblox and we see trolls at our Roblox church services. But I would say that that is a by far a minority. Yeah. Um, and you know, I am just blown away every time. It never gets old. Every time um, I look at our like our prayer request listing and our prayer wall on our actual Roblox group, which is somewhat public. Anyone in our Roblox group can see this. Um, any of our thousands of members can view and type on this wall. But every time I look on it, almost entirely, it is young people being completely vulnerable and asking for prayer and talking about life situations that are actually happening. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, their parents getting divorced or um, depression or anxiety or these things that are like epidemic in my generation. Mm -hmm. I'm just always blown away by the, the the levels of courage almost. But I don't know if it's courage. It's like vulnerability and trust. Yeah. Um, that there are people that are actually caring about them in this community. Yeah. Um, and that's just remarkable to me. I mean, there are, of course, there are stories of, uh, you know, great things that have happened through the relationships that have formed online. Um, I think that if you ask any of these online ministries that have, you know, been around for a few years, 
you will see stories of people with uh, diseases or depression or anxiety just finding care and support online that they never would have found in real life or in not in real life i don't like that term in in the physical brick and mortar world yeah um and i, I mean i just i think it's remarkable yeah it's really special yeah um daniel i i love what you have been doing over the last you know decade of your life and especially that you started when you were 12 years old um I think it's amazing, and I love that God continues to grow it and use it. And I'm also super thankful for the existence of it because, you know, the thousands of thousands of young people over time that you've had the the ability and the capability of discipling and, you know, sharing scripture with and explaining who Jesus is to them and helping them grab onto some hope when they feel like they don't have any. I mean, what a beautiful thing that you've been able to do um, all just through a computer. And I, I, you know, I, I love it. I, I, I appreciate what you do. And I appreciate that you, um, you know, even in your age right now, as you know, as you would say, you're, you know, you're kind of the old timer, probably. Um, But the beautiful part of that is that you're already thinking about how does this continue to be a youth led uh, movement where, uh, you know, it continues to live on past you kind of outgrowing the space, I guess you would say. And um, and I, I just think it's great. And I really appreciate you sharing it with us today. And I, I hope it's been a blessing to the people who have listened to think a little different and to think, uh, you know, that, you know, we, we typically see church in kind of our own bubble of, uh, you know, kind of the stream that we're in. And so hopefully this has helped bust our bubble a little bit and see a little bit different. And is there anything else that you want to add, Daniel, before we before we wrap up? Um. You know, I, I think that my one parting thought um, would be for for those that are listening. Um, there is a lot in the media these days about um, declining numbers in the church, um, the church broadly, evangelicals, mainline Protestants, Catholics, all of them, um, and all of them experiencing, you know, decline in especially in youth and younger people. Um, and I, I know that these numbers can be really discouraging. Um, and I've talked to a lot of people that, you know, it is discouraging and they, they don't know the magic solution because there isn't one. Um, but I would just, I would end with a note of encouragement that, um, you know, the, the future church isn't going to look the same. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's not still going to be a church. Yeah. Um, and the church is going to transform. It's going to have to transform, and it will, um, as we look to the first, as to the next, you know, decade or two decades. Um, and I'm really excited for that. So, yeah, that's a good word, Daniel. I love it, um, and, and I do think that you're great. You know, this this model that you have on this platform is a great example of what the future church could look like. And so, I thank you so much for being with us today on the Future Church Podcast. And I encourage you guys out there that if you are listening to Daniel and you want to know more, can you tell them how to find out more about the Robloxian Church? I'm sure. Uh, you can go to uh, the RobloxianChristians.org um, to learn more. Or, uh, yeah, that's probably the best way. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you, Daniel. And until next time, guys. <laughs>